a real friend. He was the uh, father to our son, Angel, who's in heaven now, he and Pastor Connie. But we've grown to love them. When he first called me in 2010, he saw me on with Perry Stone. And he said, would you think about coming out every week? And, you know, precious Hank, who goes everywhere and never worries about his time, said, I don't see how you could do that. I said, well, I want to try. And now for what? Since 2010 till the year of our Lord, 2021, I have traveled with these women of hope. Hi, Nicole. I love you. And um, it has changed me. I thought everyone I'd ever worked, for, worked with had changed me. But working with these beauties for 11 years has changed me. It's tempered me, refined me. And uh, I've loved them dearly. But we're excited. He's coming with a word for you. He's coming with a word for the body. Welcome, Pastor David Herring. Do I need this? Do I turn it off somehow? I don't know, Pastor. There it is. It's beyond me. Is God good or what? No matter what the circumstance, no matter what we're going through, He is so good. He is so faithful. You believe that? Amen. Even in this time? Yes, sir. Even in these days? Amen. Everything seems to be so uncertain. All the conspiracies. Right. All the information. Right. You don't know who to believe. Right. You don't know what to believe. This morning I want to talk to you a little, just for a few moments about trust about not losing your trust, about not misplacing your trust. A lot of people struggle with trust. You know, they struggle. A lot of women, when they first meet me, struggle with sitting down and talking with me. Uh, They don't know me. They don't know what to surrender, what to put over to me or anything else, you know. I look at Misty, and she was one of those, and I I cannot tell you it's her birthday, okay, so just give me a minute. Go ahead. I cannot tell you, you know, I am a father of four children, and I don't even know how many grandchildren, 16, 17, 18, 19, whoever wants to be included. (laughs) But when I look at this young lady and know what she's, she shouldn't be working for mental health. She should be in an institution. I know what I met. I know where she was, and I'm not, I'm not making things up or making it worse than it was. I just didn't think that she had it in her to, to get there. And I wasn't sure that God was going to come through. I didn't know what the miracle was. I didn't know what was going to happen. Or, so I just kept sitting, kept waiting, kept talking. And finally, thanks be to God. You know when a person surrenders. You know when a person decides, I'm not going to do it my way anymore. 
I'm just going to do it the way that God tells me to do it. I saw that happen in her. And now look at the results. Stand up for me for just a minute, please. <laughs> just turn around just one more time. You're so precious to do that for me. <laughs> That's a miracle. Amen. Amen, Pastor David. I look around here and I see miracles. Yes, yes sir. Don't ever doubt God about miracles. God is a miracle working Heavenly Father. He cares for us. But trust. What is trust? Do you have it? Do you still have it? Are you holding on to it? Where have you placed it? One of the big problems with trust is we've, we've, we've come to trust, put our trust in people that are untrustworthy. And when we do that, we walk away from that experience and we project that onto our Heavenly Father. That's right. It's just human nature. It's what people do. It's how people react. So when we're in a real crisis and when we come against something, give me one moment. When we come against something that we can't handle. You know, I've come through some things here of late. And my body just simply does not want to line up with the Word of God no matter what I do. And every time I turn around, it wants to stick its ugly head out and let me know that it's still there and it's still not going to line up. Well, one way or the other, it's going to line up. But that being said, when Pastor Rhonda asked me about speaking, I thought, absolutely. And last night I was struggling, and this morning I was struggling, and I thought, I don't care if I have to crawl up there. And sitting there for the longest time, but when this young lady, y'all ought to keep her. Now, I don't know exactly who she is, but man alive. When she was singing that song, something broke in me. I was so nervous before that time, thinking, what am I going to do? I'm not sure I'm going to even be able to go up there. And how, if I move around, will my legs be steady enough to hold me up? And, you know, you know what you do when you, you, you get me? And something broke in me and I knew that I could trust God to get us through these moments. And that I could trust God to pour into you something that might spark yet another ounce of trust in you to simply trust Him. I don't know what He's doing. I don't know what's going to go on. I don't know what's going to happen in your life, in my life. I cannot tell you about tomorrow. I can only tell you who holds tomorrow. Who's got it in his hand? Who's going to walk with us? Who's going to do what no one else can do? That's who I can tell you about. So when we talk about trust, and I talk about your trust and my trust, 
The reason we struggle with it is the people that we hang around, the ones that we put our trust in. No wonder Jesus said, come out from among them. Get out from among them. You're a believer. I want you to believe on everything. I want you to stand when there's nothing to stand on. Amen. There were some uh, preachers, missionaries, <clears throat> that went and, and they were going to minister. And they went to minister and they had a down period, so they decided we're going to go out snorkeling. And the three of them got on the boat, went out snorkeling, the boat went back to shore to get some supplies, and here they are, and one of them says, I was looking around, and all I could see is water, and all of a sudden, I started getting nervous and anxious and, and hard to breathe and that sort of thing, and he, call, he said, I called my buddies, and he said, I asked them to help me, and he said, we swam over to a place where the coral was high enough that I could stand. And he said, once I got on the coral and I could stand, then I knew everything was going to be all right. Let me read you a scripture. No other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Amen. When you're in a place and you just can't stand, and you're starting to get anxious, and you're starting to get nervous, and all of these shortness of breath, and all of these things are happening to you, just stand. Yes. Find that foundation. Trust that foundation. Amen. Know that God is still God, Amen. no matter what. Amen. He said, I was still surrounded by water. Nothing really had changed other than I knew underneath me something was there. Something was happening. I couldn't see it. I didn't know about it, but something was happening. My goodness, I feel pretty good. I might should do this more often. I, I sat down last night. And I was uh, starting to study, and I thought, Lord, have mercy. I'm not even sure I remember how to do this. <laughs> and I tried to put something together, and I thought this morning driving over, <laughs> funniest thing, I'm thinking about, I wonder if I remember how to preach. And Connie's driving, and she's sitting over there singing a Wizard of Oz tune, If I Only Had a Brain. And I sat there and I thought, that is not very encouraging to me. I'm struggling right now, Jesus, and she's singing, If I Only Had a Brain. And I thought, well... But again, trusting God, knowing God. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Hezekiah. Yes. Second Kings. <clears throat> Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. It's uh, chapter 18. Yes. Trusted in the Lord. There was no one like him 
among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after him. Verse 6 says, He held fast to the Lord and did not cease to follow him. You know, I'm sure that there's many people right now saying about Pastor Rhonda, there's no one like her. She's just whatever and what. But you know something? And there's not. You know, it's amazing to me, her and Pastor Hank and what they've done. And, you know, I I looked around this church and I see all likes of people. Amen. And I want you to know I'm in love with this church. I'm in love with this people. And this people is, you are a reflection of the pastorship that stands here. In your life, your love, your... I have no doubt in my mind that whatever today, tomorrow, next week, next year holds, I have no doubt that this people, you're going to make it through it because of the pastorship that has stood here. Because of what you've been taught and preached and it's been poured into you. Hezekiah held on to the Lord and he held on to God and listened to it. He held fast to the Lord and did not cease to follow him. Yes, sir. Amen. This is where we follow him. This is where we are. This is how we fight our battles. Yes, this is what we do when we come against adversity. When there's nothing else to trust in, when everybody has failed us, When everybody's turned the lights out and we're standing in nothing but darkness, we start to feel something. We start to remember something. I can't tell you the times that I've remembered Pastor Rhonda or Pastor Hank or some of you and how it's encouraged me when I was in the darkness. And that's the kind of pouring in that's been poured in to you. It is not time to doubt the only one that we can turn to. That's right, Pastor. That's right. Let me ask you something. Is there anybody here in and of yourself who can raise the dead? No, sir. Is there anybody in this building who could touch me and heal my legs and heal my body? And is there anybody who could do whatever it is that you have that you need of? then why in the world would you and I even think about going somewhere else? Why in the world would you and I even think about trusting something else? Even in the midst of changes, whatever changes in your life are happening. I meet people all of the time, and you would think at some point God would say, okay, well, you can just rest and, (laughs) and go see something and... Whatever. I, you know, when I signed up for this, I thought there was some kind of retirement age somewhere. And that I would start drawing benefits and just sit around in a lap of luxury and enjoy it. Now, maybe God has that plan for some, but they ain't worked out too well for me. Yeah, I, I could go to Canada. I could go to the Grand Canyon 
and somebody will want to walk up to me and talk. Yes, 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 yes. You know, it's, I got a daughter. I don't even know how I got there, but anyway. He held on to the Lord. Amen. Psalms 53, I'm sorry, 56.3. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. Yes. Folks, aren't we glad this morning? I got to sit down for a minute. But aren't we glad this morning that we have a you? Yes, sir. I will trust in you. When I am afraid... He admits to being afraid. That's right. Don't even be afraid of being afraid. That's good. That's right. It happens to all of us. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Folks, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that you and I have been called to go through as though some strange happening, some strange whatever has happened. It's happened before to everybody else. Changes in our lives. I've gone through some changes. And I've been afraid. I laid in the hospital bed. One bad feeling after the other. One bad report after the other. Got released from the hospital. Went back to the hospital. Fighting for my life. And finally I'm laying there and I said, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do. But I'm tired of putting up with this. I can't do anything about it. Either take me or raise me. One or the other. Just do something in Jesus' name. And the fear left me. The anxiety left me. Oh, folks, I have a you. Do you have him? David said, when I am afraid, I will trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. One thing I know, Pastor Rhonda, is the word of God's been poured into you. And if David says, your word I praise, that's the reason I can stand. That's the reason I'm no longer Afraid, that's the reason the Word of God's been poured into you. I've been around here enough to hear it. I've been around here enough to know that genuine, real, strong words of God are poured into you, and you will stand. Don't be afraid. Don't be shaken. Remember His words. Remember His words. Remember what he has done for you. You want your trust to be built up? You want it to be stirred up? You want it to come alive? Paul said to Timothy, stir up. Stir up the faith that's in you. It's been poured into you, Timothy. By your mom, by your grandma, by your family. It's been poured into you. Stir it up. Come on, young man. Get up, stir it up. Well, I'm asking you. You can stir up that faith that's within you. You can stir up that trust that goes beyond. Beyond anything. Paul wrote, 
because I know in whom I have believed. And I am convinced, I am persuaded that he is able to guard what I have committed to him Amen. for that day. That can be you. That can be me. It should be us. In Psalms 55, 22, it says, Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Well, if we're talking about cares, if we're talking about casting, if we're talking about the cares, what are they? What are your cares? What are you concerned over? It's not just cares that, that come in troubles and trials. It's the things you care about. That's right. It's the people that you care about. That's what we're, I want to talk with you just for a moment. Cares. What is it to you? If I were to say, what are your cares? I want you to fill in the blank. And I want you to think about it for just a moment. These are the things that I care about. These are the, I care so much that I don't know if I can surrender them. I don't know if I can turn them over. I don't know if I can turn them loose to somebody else and trust him to do something that Evidently, I can't do. Folks, let me ask you, how's it working out for you, these cares that you're trying to fix? These, these things that are precious to you that you're trying to protect and hold on to? You know, that's the biggest, uh, one of the biggest struggles in working at the Women of Hope and working with the women at the Women of Hope. I paint a picture to them Pastor Rhonda paints a picture to them of a, lot, a life that they can have. We offer it to them. Right. I offer it to you this morning. Right. A you, a God a, that you can trust. But it's those cares that you hold on to, those precious things that you think, I, I, I just can't let anybody know about this. I just can't let anybody do anything about this. I, I have to fix this. It's too important to me. What will my life be without this? I can't turn it over. Well, we paint a picture, and these ladies, it's almost as though I can, well, I guess I can. I can just look into their eyes and see and know what they're thinking. And they sit there and they think, well, no, I, I just don't know. This life that I've been living, it's kind of been working for me. I know I've gotten uh, a little bit of problems, but it's kind of been working for me. You know, this life, I just don't know if I can let it go. It's kind of been good to me. You know, I haven't been in jail but six times. I know I'm homeless, but it's kind of been working for me. I want to paint you a picture. of the, If you keep holding on to this thing, you know when... Um, <laughs> years ago when Josh was a little bitty fellow. Uh-oh. <laughs> Aren't you glad we have family? Amen. 
that we can use them for examples. <laughs> well, it was Easter. And Connie's mom, Sister Kate's, wanted to give out little chicks to all the children. And she was giving out little chicks to all the children. You know, they lived in the parsonage, the house right next to the church. And the kids were bringing down their little chicks and holding them and caressing them and loving them and all of this. And I'm standing at the church doors and out through the driveway bursts this little fella running, slinging his hands, just... And he gets to me and his little chick's neck's laid over like this <laughs> in his hand. And he opens his hand and the thing that he was so excited about, the thing that he loved in the moment and was precious to him, he had squeezed and shook the life out of. And now it was going to be of no service or use whatsoever. Needless to say, I took that little chick, and when I came back, he had a brand new one that was chirping. And I held on to him and watched his hands and was sure that he would. The point is, can you trust God with your little chick? Can you loosen it up enough to let God do something? Let God do what you can't do. Haven't you banged your head against the wall? Let me get very quickly, and I'm going to close, back to that picture that we're painting for these ladies. And when, when I see them contemplate this life or that life, holding on to it or not holding on to it, some people, some of the ladies for whatever reason, simply can't let go. They can't surrender that control. They can't trust God. Others, like here, over here, oh, they stumble. And it's tough embracing a brand new life. It's tough releasing this old life that seemed to work for us, right. folks equate it into their minds. If I take this, this will leave me. This pain, this whatever will leave me. Well, I get it. And if you continue to do what you do, you'll have temporary relief at times. Right. But I invite you to have relief. Amen. Relief. Trust. Believe. Surrender. I'm trying to make it easier for us moving forward yes. in our lives, in our own personal lives. Yes. You know, in no way did I feel like that I was invited up here and what an honor it is, but in no way did I feel like that I was invited up here to do anything with our present situation with pastor. Right. Right. Folks, I know God. 
And I know when I run into something out of my control. And I know that God is the miracle working God. And I know that whatever he chooses to do, I'm still going to follow him. I'm still going to be right where I'm at. I'm going to stand fast. Because I'm I know, and you know, after all of these years, I know when to let go and let God. Do you? Will you? Don't struggle about your present moment. Amen. Don't struggle about it. It's going to be okay. God can do what no one else can do. Look at the changes. Look around you. Remember. I want your faith. Give me just one more moment. I want your faith to be stirred up by way of remembrance. Can you remember when God did something for you that was just, wow. Can you remember that? And now you find yourself in a place Uh, up against the wall or whatever it is, can you remember when God came through? It's not about deserves. It isn't about deserves. I didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve it when that miracle came through. I was going to say somebody left a dollar, but I I won't interrupt myself. (laughs) I guess I already did. When God came through, When you prayed, but you really wasn't expecting him to come through. Haven't you grown from that moment? Haven't you learned from that moment? Hasn't Pastor Rhonda, Pastor Hank poured into you enough word that you will know and grab hold of and say, what am I doing? Oh, shake yourself and remember. Remember who God is. He's the God of miracles, and He is the God that sustains us. Whatever He asks us to do in this moment, however He asks us to walk, wherever He asks us to walk, we will walk because He sustains us. His Word I love. His Word I will hold on to. Remember when you were in that time of crisis and God came through, when you didn't deserve it. That's right. Folks, there's not a person in this room that deserves a miracle. Amen. Not Pastor Rhonda, not Amen. any of It's not about deserves. Right. It's about belief. It's about yes. faith. It's about yes. trusting. Yes. You see, don't judge me by my life. I'm not justified but what I say or do, no matter how good it is, I'm justified by what was done on the cross, by the blood of Jesus. I'm hidden in Him. And when I go to God and pray, He can't even see me. My shakiness, my, my, my trying to grab hold of some faith when it seems like The wind is blowing too strong and I'm flapping everywhere trying to grab hold of it in Jesus. And he hears 
Amen. I got to say this. He hears me through his son. Jesus said, Father, I'm just going to paraphrase it. You know me. I'm your son. And whatsoever I ask of you, you will do. Right? Right. Now, that's paraphrased, but that's... Well, when I pray, guess who I'm praying in and through? Just believe him. Remember the miracle. Stir up the faith. Stop this nonsense. Get up. (laughs) Get up out of our wallowing in self-pity and and frustration and whatever you're wallowing in. Get up. Just ignore it, brother. It's okay. In Jesus' name. Let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Not in anyone else's name. It's in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, you're the one. You're the one that walked up to a group of people when there was someone in the tomb and they met you and said, if only, if only, if only. And you said, oh, if you could only believe, I am the resurrection and the life. You're the one, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this people. God, in Jesus' name, that we would stir up our faith by way of remembrance, by remembering what you have done in our lives. And we know that you'll do it in others. Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Do what no one else can do. In Jesus' name. Pastor Rhonda. Thank you, Pastor David. Let's give him another. We love you so much.